¿Qué onda, primos and primas? My name is Freddie. Welcome to My Primos Podcast. And with me today, as always, is my primo and yours. Ulysses. <laughs> Ulysses, a.k.a. Ulysses. Walter from Down Under. Ulysses with a C. <laughs> Spelled wrong, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this week, I'm coming to you from Austin, down south, visiting, visiting Walter Down Under. And it start over again. Say Ulysses. Nope, Ulysses. nope, nope. Ulysses? Why Ulysses? Ulysses? No, I like it. Call me Ulysses. Ulysses, yeah, aka Ulysses. No, Ulysses. Just Ulysses. Ulysses, no, okay. Ulysses for now, until you forget. <laughs> Do you forget about it? Nah, nah. I need, but, I need to start using that damn name. What do you have a second name for if you're not gonna use it? I don't know. For the, am I the only one that calls you Stanley? I think so. Well, yeah. my wife does. She yeah. does. Me and my everybody else, Stanley. Freddie. No, my mama. You know, my mama or some friends, but usually it's Freddie. Freddie, huh? Yeah, Freddie or yeah, Freddie. Yeah, I always grew up knowing you. I didn't know your name was Freddie, to be honest, until we reconnected after I came back from... Salvador. From Salvador. It's like, Freddie? I thought this whole time your name was like Stanley, like Stanley Steel. No, Stanley <laughs> like Steel. Stainless Steel. <laughs> well, so you know how I got my name, Stanley. right? My middle name. Como? Um, mi mamá from tenia, a cuchara? No, no, yeah, she had... <laughs> Stanley pots and pans. Yeah. Las ollas, Stanley. Yeah. Y papá tenía las herramientas de Stanley. Uh-huh. And so they're like, they thought Stanley meant strong metal, strong yeah. iron, well made. And I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> I guess it means that because yeah. here I am. Strong, yeah, yeah. well made. Yeah. Macizo. Macizo. Mass. Y chele. <laughs> y chele. Um, but, but no, we're here. This is our second episode. Uh, okay. Thank you guys for joining us today. And just uh, appreciate those that have followed us and subscribed. We do, we do appreciate that. Just spread the word. If you dug what we were talking about and you want to have these conversations and more of us, uh, just share it. You know, get online. We're on Facebook now, so look up My Primo's Podcast. We have a page. Follow us on there and just, you know, like the page and share the, hey, share the news. We're, we're out there. We're doing things. And uh, give us some topics, you know, and let us know what you guys think about previous shows, you know. We, we want to be involved in the conversation. So, uh, just to go right in, I figure we'll catch up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I came down to Austin. Yeah. Last time I was out there for a wedding. Out there for a wedding. It's pretty cool. It was cool. It was a great wedding. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. It was in the middle of the rainstorm. Oh, yeah, huh? It rained. It rained. It was a good, nice little... Dew drops on the flowers, kind of all that garden. Stuff. Yeah, but then like thunderstorm broke out, and then it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was too bad, muddy, we're, but it was good. We're not made out of sugar, so we don't we don't melt. We won't. And melt. speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm white because of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Huh? No, pussy. No, but uh, I'm in Austin, and I'll tell you, man, I've had a blast. I had a fun. fun. It was good. No, you you really. It was fast paced though, huh? Like, man, you tried to stuff like a weekend's worth of things in one day. In one day, man, I couldn't do that. It was good though. It was good. Jimmy we, kept up. Yeah, Jimmy kept up. We saw some sights. We just enjoyed each other's company. It was fun, and definitely, man, I, I like Austin. It reminds me a lot of LA, a lot. What? That's it does. the last thing I would have imagined. Really? How and what way? In what one Elaborate. traffic? Elaborate. Since I, <laughs> since I got here, traffic. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Second, tons of Latino businesses. In a small really? like area, yep. Tons of Latino businesses. I mean, they have there's a you know areas secluded areas where. But I mean, like, I can literally know. go. Hey, I want to go downtown and get something. Like in Fort Worth, I don't feel I have that. You know, I don't. There's way. I mean, I guess we have di- different opinions of uh, 
Because I consider Fort Worth way more. I'm uh, a Latino. Really? I'm a mucho más Latino. I think we just mix in different circles, man. <laughs> and so I enjoyed it, though. I mean, we, we like it out here. We come seeing you and we try to make it more of a, of a regular thing. So Austin's cool. Come check it out. Don't look for Ulysses. But just come check out the city, see what it's about. I like it. I think it's cool. It's worth no, it visiting. is a nice. It is a nice city. A very yeah, nice. City. It's really cool. A lot of river stuff. Oh yeah, we saw a lot of good views. A lot of rivers. Barton Springs. Got my river body going. Your <laughs> river my, body. Got my river body ready. Yeah, what is that? Just bowed. <laughs> it's like a and da- swollen. It's, it's just a more. It's like a. It's a dad bod. <laughs> You're working on your dad bod without a kid. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's like more hey, it's just a dad bod, man. It's like no, it's a river bod. It's a river bod. <laughs> it's a river bod. I figure more like river. curved and bowed. Yeah, like, no, but it's Samposa, it's, it's been fun making it though. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it hurts getting rid of it. Yeah. No, but um, Austin was fun. I think we should just uh, jump right in. We have some just cool things to go over. Uh, big things that happened this week. Some new stuff that's interesting to talk about is the big one for me that popped out in the news was Korea. North Korea, South Korea, uh, the idea to demilitarize. No, you know, denuclearize. Denuclearize, sorry. Yeah. And so that's opening up the gate for peace talks, you know? But I was reading too that Kim Jong un and Kim Jong un, is that who it is? Un. un? Should be un. Un, yeah. Uh, he was one. He was one. Il. Yeah. Il. He's saying that it all depends on the U.S. Uh, willing to officially end the Korean War. Like, if they follow through with that, apparently there's still a. a it's still technically quote unquote a war again going on with the U.S. against North Korea. Like at a stalemate. Like a stalemate. So as long as we could agree to just kind of officially end the war, then that'll open up even more. No, but it's, I mean, South Korea has been meeting with North Korea. Yeah. So it looks like they're just trying to get along. But then you've got Trump over here yapping his mouth and all the what do you call it the the war hawks. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've heard people say that or news the news right. Say that it's just a uh, what do you call it like a tactic just to buy himself some some time. Well, because it's a lot. Because the South, Korea, I gotta give the South. Because he's done that before, supposedly. Like he just kind of like, hey, look, look at me. You know, I'm down to talk, and then nothing happens. Because uh, President Moon in South Korea is the one really leading the charge on this, right? It's and he said that he was trying to get it to where he's convincing North Korea Kim Jong Un to kind of normalize deals with Japan. Like Korea and Japan, like trying to normalize uh-huh. those ties. So it's a big deal. It's a benefit. It's money. I mean, they're going to. But why Japan? Refer, I mean, elaborate they, on that. Let me look it up real quick. But North Korea, I think, kidnapped like 15 or 16 Japanese yeah, citizens back in happened. the 70s Ooh, that or 80s. Yeah, happened a while back, yeah. And so, and it, it was like a whole thing about spying on Korea. And there's just a lot going on okay. during that time. So they're trying to kind of clear the air and clear things up and move forward. You know, when you're in war, you know, everything's fair, right? And so. And love and war. Love and war. <laughs> love and war. But he's... This is interesting. I mean, I like the idea of peace, finally, and, and it, it opens up opportunity for us to... Okay, cool. Let's back the fuck off. But if Trump doesn't, then we're we're sitting in the same stalemate with us, with Korea, or North Korea. Now, because there's a lot of stuff out there on the web saying, oh, cool. They twist the light on Kim Jong-un, saying, oh, yeah, he's willing to make these changes that his father wasn't. And so does this make him... Like, I paint him in the line of, like, maybe a hero, a savior, kind of changing North Korea. No, they've been saying he's in a charm offensive. <laughs> it's always, it's always, it's always some kind of, like, you know, it's you're never, America's never happy. It's always something, like, attack. But anyway, so it sounds like, yeah, he's, like, in a charm offensive and trying to, like, kiss I mean, I mean, at least from... 
I mean, I, is he still fucked up? Because it's not, still not people to down, suffering. No, no, obviously not to downplay or whitewash or, you know, dilute everything he's done. But in a lot of Americans' eyes, like me at least, for mm-hmm. example, I mean, I, I'm not educated in depth about what him and his, you know, predecessors did to North Korean people. Yeah. Um, but... How, how I'm trying to get at is that uh, it is yeah it, he looks way more I mean he's a crazy rocket man right yeah. <laughs> but he, in a lot of times he looks way more reasonable or you know than Trump in a lot of ways so it's like is he coming to the table because it's this like crazier guy <laughs> or my buttons bigger my rockets work better <laughs> man <laughs> like you think it's like listen. Let's get our shit together yeah, right now this because motherfucker. this fucker's going to launch a fucking missile. Yeah, this guy's crazy, man. Like, this guy's crazy. Let's figure this shit out. Japan, yeah. South. Because, you know, because eventually when... Because I know there's a whole beef between Korea and China. But, like, eventually, because, you know, China's doing their whole their new version of the... of the uh, What was it? Not the Silk Road? Yeah, is that what it was called? Yeah, they're, they're because Obama did the... ¿Cómo se llamaba esta madre? La quiso Obama... Uh, TPP, yeah, TPP. the one, the one place where Trump and Bernie agreed. Uh, he, you know, no TPP, but they were, um, they were gonna start that partnership. Partnership, the Trans Pacific Partnership. So and that was gonna be like the NAFTA, NAFTA. right? It's, the, the equivalent. It's all the mm-hmm. it's all the, uh, the the Pacific countries uh-huh. and being it's a treaty for trade and for goods and and just build that that trade route between those countries on over the Pacific coming over to the U.S. And but instead, what ended up happening, and they flipped the TPP because Trump pulled out. So now uh, China's China. coming in and filling in that vacuum. And yep. it's not that they're coming in; they've been doing it. They've been slowly building islands to claim territory, and they've, like you said, they've been building a, the silk the Silk Road. Yeah. So they they're putting in trains, trains, trains and high like, and then buying ports and like low like third world countries you know uh with struggling economies i mean you don't have to be a third world country to have a struggling economy these days so they've been buying ports so they have key you know key points where they're and you know and that's very important i mean the vision for china and that whole idea there's everything from pipelines land corridors and maritime corridors so we're talking land ocean and just straight natural resources being piped literally in and out of the country, to pa- and from. Pax Americana might, might be coming to an end. <laughs> it's crazy. It but, is. I mean, it's, they're going to they're gonna run from Beijing all the way down to Singapore, then run across through even the, like the Horn the Horn of Africa. Like they're, yeah. they're running through the Middle East, and then you're going to go through to Europe. And they're going to go through Spain, Moscow, Russia. They're going to go through all that, and they're gonna and then the like, ice is melting up north. They're gonna they're gonna open up a route. It's like global warming is not real. Yeah, but why are you why are you buying rights to the you know exactly. up up there to cross the keep ocean. your. It's like it's scary to think that you got to keep an eye on that part of the world, man. You can't just be isolationist like we have been, especially with those we've kind of never, politics. Like we've even now we're not isolationists. Trump keeps saying like isolationism or pushing that, but we're not. We're never gonna get to that point. It's impossible. You know, the world's too. The world is so big, yet now it's gotten much smaller. So there's no way you can just step away from things and expect to not and to have clean hands and to have power and to control. And blah, blah, but know, look at China, man. Hegemony. China, you gotta just in the semantics of building up that network all over again. 
building those relationships with third world countries, you know, funding everything because they're going to get up They have mass control, you know, over that whole network. Good luck. Because China has also been investing a lot in public works in Africa for the exchange of what? Influence, pretty much. So yeah. it's like a hey, minerals, you know, yeah. So a, hey, you know, I'm gonna build a highway for you. I'm gonna build a dam. I'm gonna build, you know, infrastructure for you. And then it's like, you know, they, they it's exclusivity a, and all that. Did they portray it in a very humanitarian way? But that's just the same stuff that United States has been doing with like IMF and you know World Bank. Where here, I'm gonna loan you money. <laughs> But you know when yeah. time when you know when it comes time to pay, oh, you have to keep your labor. You know, like the yeah, like, control. Yeah, a lot of control. It. So then it's the same, the same thing, pretty much. But obviously they're trying to get as many. They want they want a lot of people to owe favors to them, pretty much. And when you get to that point, then yeah. you have a lot of people in your pocket. And that's why I think back to Korea to kind of close that. It's like that deal makes sense. One, times have changed. Let's move the fuck on, right? But. Times almost, are <laughs> Don't break into song. <laughs> but times are changing. They are. Damn you. Uh, but gather around people. <laughs> I want I want to kind of touch on that fact that Korea, that whole uh, arrangement is just opening up to where, okay, fine, let's not worry about that. And it's going to boom. You know, that whole part of the country is going to, the uh, world is going to boom even more than it is. I mean, South Korea on itself is like the leader in tons of technology and and blow up, and now when they have something less to worry about, and I'm just I'm just glad for it. Well, the thing is, there's I'm glad th- for it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, from from an individualistic standpoint, here us mm-hmm. people with or not in people with no power, right? Yeah, well, seemingly no power. Um, a lot of a lot of the excitement, I feel like if it's like uh, Cuba, okay, right? Yeah, you got so Cuba, you got Iran, right? Yeah. So then you have those nations that are very they've been they're isolationist but not you know by their own choice yeah my own religion it's been imposed upon them with embargoes and blah 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 blah, right so now that their markets are opening up wow you got all these capitalist pigs running over there running over there which they should i don't hold that against them it's like more money go make money you know but that's like a market that it's like a brand new unsaturated market like that you you know it's more it's more opportunity it's like you have a uh, Japan coming out of you know the war and stuff, and boom, look at it now, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's Chile after the dictatorship that Pinochet came out, boom, you know. It's like these economies that, to a certain extent, blow up when you when you introduce all this, you know, conveniency or these you know credit cards and. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, you're you're allowing commerce, you're allowing growth, you're allowing a guy that can work for himself, open a business, and then it just grows, yeah. grows, 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 grows. That part of it, I'm, I'm for. I mean, I'm yeah. for for a business to be able to, because tourism, all that, 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 I mean, it's necessary to make money and to survive. Yeah, but at the same time, the, the I mean, the interconnectedness, if that's even a word, of, you know, how the world is, you, you're, you're getting island countries like Cuba, Puerto Rico, where before they used to be self-sustaining, and they, you know, grew their own crops to a certain extent, but now they're depending a lot on U.S. cheap corn, U.S. cheap everything. I mean, not everything, but U.S. cheap uh, good like soy and all that stuff. The surplus. Then, yeah, all that. So then they buy it. Any anything happens, any embargoes, any kind of like tariff changes, you know, stuff like that affects countries like that because now it's like, where the hell am I getting? You know, prices change. So, but going back to the 
North Korea and Iran, you know, they're nuclear denuclearizing all that stuff. So those are prime markets. Like even if, if Trump pulls out of the Iran agreement, yeah. The rest of Europe is still going to continue and be like, uh, okay, great. We've got Thank contra- you. Like, okay, forget you. I still got people want planes. People want to <laughs> travel. So yeah. Boeing's going to, Boeing's going to lose. Boeing is going to lose out. Right. So then you got North Korea, but North Korea being one of those potential thing, uh, markets that are eventually down the road going to or- open up and is going to follow the footsteps of Cuba, probably along those lines. I mean, it's, it, it's coming to the point where that it's almost like a, up. Oh, it's already been done. This is what's going to happen next. Let's see if part of the U.S. can take advantage of that. I mean, it seems like we're always kicking doors down or walls down. Well, we're trying to build one, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, but never take advantage of the opening, you know. But if you think about it in a larger sense, it's better. Sadly, it's better this way than, 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 than so what is the alternate because then, you know, you have what you, you go in there and try and decapitate the head and go to war and kill people and try to force them to change yeah, so and, like, and to turn a country after on by force you're, you know? well, i mean we're doing the same thing here but economically <laughs> and through sanctions and through all that other stuff but i mean i guess it's a softer softer way of going about and destroying. Plus willingly when they're willingly going through that process yeah. we can hope things move along for korea so with that i'm glad for it korea cool you know I, I, we'll see what happens we don't know yeah, right now it's just so early so early talks you know As the aforementioned wall I talked about earlier, you know, this morning, just this morning, we're recording this over the weekend, but this morning there was a huge caravan of Central American uh, immigrants coming up from uh, Honduras, Salvador, um, coming up and landed at the wall in Tijuana, and they're trying to get in and ask for assignment. This morning. This morning? This morning. This is uh, April 29th. Did not know that. 2018. And so we have a caravan of people coming up through Central America and stays in Mexico. And the asylum, the, I think that's, I think it's like a Catholic church is part of that too for a Catholic for asylum. They're all asking for asylum in the U.S. You know, running from Central America. You said a caravan. A caravan. Okay. Yeah. Trump calls them an army. An army. <laughs> army of uh, no, they said an army from South Central, Central, Central America. America is coming up here. But um, but I'll make a request. Can I make a request? Sure. Can you make? Can you call them backpackers? <laughs> what? Can you call them backpackers? Why backpackers? Uh, because uh, any time, any any time, any time, you know, Americans go down south or it's you're, what, a, you're a backpacker. Like if you if you like except like yeah. a, you know a bunch yeah. of hipsters going down south. They're roughing it. They're, they're rough. They're roughing backpack, it. They're you know? they're backpackers. You they're know. So I don't want to call them. A caravan. I don't want to call them uh, army soldiers or whatever. You don't want to call them. They don't even uh, have weapons refugees? on them. Or, they're definitely refugees. Oh, they're refugees. They're definitely refugees. You know. Yeah. But they don't want to use that word. So you know what? Let's call them backpackers. Okay, backpackers. There's they're backpackers. There's a large group of backpackers. Yeah, coming this way. Coming and, this way. And like all backpackers, let's just open our doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we change the name of the, oh no, of the quote unquote army the, the central american army to backpackers i'm sure they'll open their doors like because no because last time I, I i don't know if i saw or read a story about backpackers going through you know 
South America, Central America, Asia and stuff. And there's like pictures of of them um, playing it like yeah, I saw begging that. for money. Yeah, begging to for money to fund their travels. Yeah, so no, it's like, but they're still backpackers though. No, yeah, but you they're know not. What? They're not leeches, scum of the earth, they're whatever. You know, like, yeah, you know, no, they're they're backpackers. So backpackers from El Salvador, no, from Central America is like yeah. You know, let's refer to Can we call them backpackers? Okay, the backpackers are at the door knocking on that so door. So our parents were backpackers, huh? back, They were the original backpackers. Okay. okay, can we try this other Paloma? Paloma, Paloma. Palo, what are you doing? Pa, what are you pa, drinking? Paloma Lima. What, what's the, the bottle mezcal. of the week? Well, we already uh, had the Arroqueño um, Mezcal from, we got it in Mexico City. Are we going to already go over this? No, right? No, we haven't gone okay. over this. So we got this. And at a mezcal tour in uh, you were backpacking Mexico City. through Mexico. I was backpacking through Mexico, <laughs> and we did a a tour, and they took us through all these little no, it's like handful of mezcalerias that they took us through, and we got these artisanal bottles. Uno es arroqueño, el otro es papalome, Lima, uh-huh. and it's from Alva, Alvarado, Alvaro Obregón, 59, entre Frontera y Madrid, Mérida. Colonia, Roma, Me- Mexico. <laughs> you sure you want to drink that? Seguro que va a tomar eso? No, just a sip. I don't, I don't I can know. smell it. Yeah, I'll let you smell it. We already took one. You're yeah, driving I'm not going to do no more. I'm going to do a little bit of a swig and then breathe some fire. Do some, uh, do fire breathing. Spit hot fire? Actually, here, just take a little sip. It won't. Just let it touch your All tongue. Right, I'll take a little. Touch my tongue. Just let it wet your tongue. All right, here's go. See. <sighs> here, let me get you a match. <laughs> <laughs> But usually, what they it I tastes like a, varnish, like. Neta, no sabes, no nunca, casi no tomas, no has tomado mezcal. Not really, man. I don't know. I mean, I haven't either, so don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to come off as a connoisseur either. But I mean, you live in Austin. You're a connoisseur for everything. The cool people live here. No, it's a nah. Backpacking through Mexico and all. Backpack. So we. I got this one, and let me let me remind. Let me get a refresher. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had. Let it me in describe a while. it as he sniffs the glass. Takes in his eyes go sideways. Watery, <laughs> my, eye, my eyes water. He's a little nervous. Hesitation. Mm. Give me a match. Let me try some of your, Let me get some of your course. And you picked the wrong beer too. Oh, man, it tastes like honey now. Mm. God, it makes any you, beer taste like when honey. you when you drink diesel. Yeah. Yeah, it, when you drink diesel, it makes anything. <laughs> no, but this one supposedly, I mean. Um, they add like kind of herbs and like a. I'll give you bag, this much: it, a couple of those will fuck you up. Cause I, I had one and it. Yeah. Me sentó. So. durante el tour de, de mezcal que nos tour. dieron, dicen que según si estás tomando un buen, 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 buen mezcal, se supone que el siguiente día no vas a amanecer de goma. Oh, o de, o como es como dicen los mexicanos de es crudo. Crudo. No, no vas a amanecer, no vas a amanecer crudo. Pero se supone. I'll let you know tomorrow. I'll let you know tomorrow if I wake up, you know. If you wake up at all. Go back to Going back to, now now I'm prepared for that subject. Okay, the backpackers. The backpackers. So so the backpackers are at the border wall right Uh now. There's a huge, huge, huge group of these backpackers that are not, they don't know what to do with them. There's Mm -hmm. so many people asking for that right now, but there's no news on why. I mean, there always is Mm -hmm. backpackers coming up to the wall, trying to get in some way, but these are actually all coming in for asylum. Right. Mm, yeah. And so there's always something going on in Central America. We know that. I mean, personally, we, the biggest thing out there is just uh, avoiding the violence, the poverty, and just trying to run for your life. 
I hate to kind of toot the fucking horn all the time, but it is like the like Las Maras and all that shit, you know? Yeah, like, but then they came. The Maras came from here, and then you, it's a whole story. It's like, yeah. okay, look, the Maras. I mean, their corruption is fucking us up down there. But then you because happened in Nicaragua. What happened recently in Nicaragua? Nicaragua you know, for them to step up and go fuck you and pull a dictate, trying to have a, the dictator yeah. stay in power, walk up there and do things. I want to see that shit here when fucking Trump doesn't want to let go of the house. Where are all the guns at? You said you wanted your guns is, and do this. Um, in America, we're docile enough that we don't have to. I mean, it's not as much anymore, it feels like, since Trump. But yeah. I think like we're docile enough that we are... Como dicen, we take pride in our handing, up, handing over of power. power. Um, como Nicaragua pasó eso en, en Armenia. Just yeah, Armenia pasó as well. Pasó eso también yeah. y que... El, el, como, is it a president? A I think it's a president, yeah. Trató de quedarse en poder, pero vinieron y... They protested, they went out on the streets, y he stepped down. Yeah. So it's like, wow, it's like... It actually works, man. It actually works. Prime Minister. Uh, Armenian Prime Minister. Like that, hey, there's something to learn right there. Speaking of, you know, the Salvador and all that, I read a, a really interesting story that hit me this week, and I think this is going to be kind of like the, the majority of what we kind of talk about. And I know we try to try to just ease into conversations, but uh, I read a story. It was random. You know how you ran, find random, like you said, clickbait that we all kind of fall into? And I found this article from Remezcla. And Remezcla showed up you know the actor from you know vote for pedro what the, the story actor. is about pedro it's not about well it is well he's mentioned in it and it caught my eye because it says like salvi napoleon dynamite actor slams it's yeah salvadoreño it's yeah. 18 years old the, and i did not know that yeah i didn't yeah. that's a you know what I'm, I'm gonna write that one down. <laughs> you gonna make a list? I'll make a list. He's not. This. And just not como se llama el aquel no sé qué aquel Torres Álvaro Torres. Álvaro Torres el cantante. Cantante. He's not the only one, man. Y la chanchona de Arcadio. Did I say who? His name is actor Efren Ramirez. Okay. Efren Ramirez, and so the article says that he slams the U.S. for trying to deport an MS-13 member turned FBI informant. So I'll give you a quick rundown of this. What ended up happening was there was this kid in high school in New York, in Long Island. And he uh, had fled the country, and he ended up going to, to New York. And then from there, eventually, he was living an okay life. He had fled. You know, he was working with Las Maras, uh, going through that whole process with trying to just survive. And so he ended up fleeing, the, fleeing El Salvador, running, and just trying to bust a ghost, right? Not get caught up with anything, just start a whole new life. But when he got to New York, he was there for a few months. Okay. Bien, gracias. Let me join you. <laughs> and after a while, he was recognized by a marero that came recently. And he oh, says, oh, I shit. He goes, a little bit about that. he goes, yeah. hey, I know that dude. Yes. He's not claiming Mara. We're going to fuck that dude up. And so what ended Sometimes up happening was... the world was, is just too small, man. Like, dude, he got caught up again. And so they, they jump him back into Mara. You know, they, they, they beat his ass up, they punish him. And he, he ends up being a marero again in the mm. school system. And long story short... Where is this in the In Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. I'm, yeah, I'm this guy's kid was... Uh, his name was Henry. His name was Henry, if I remember. And this is off of ProPublica, their website. You can check it out. Um, just you type in... You know, I promise you, type in like MS-13 member, FBI informant. That'll bring up all the hits. 
But what's happened is he ended up confessing to a teacher that he had a hand in identifying a gang member, a girl gang member that was a blood. Oh. Okay. And so there was beef between the, the Mareros and the Bloods. And so they ended up killing this girl and her friend. And on top of that, multiple other murders happened and that he basically confessed to like in an, in an essay. Okay, so, the, the Henry? Henry. So Henry's he did, a, Henry's a did kid. Did he confess or, did, or, or fue testigo? No. Él so, because if he confessed, it means he did it. No, he didn't do it. Okay, he but just... He, his job was to identify uh -huh. people and, and, and all this stuff, right? I mean, he has so a he didn't confess. He just... Well, he wrote something to a teacher saying, hey, this is my life. He told like a oh. whole life story to her. Like a journal. Escondidas, yeah. pero escondidas. Because uh -huh. he knows they were watching his ass. And so he couldn't go into the classroom, talk to her teacher, and hey, say, hey, that's what's like going the, on? That's like, you can't, you know, it's like the loudest cry for help right there. Like, and and they don't want to pay teachers more money. It's like, imagine everything a teacher has to go through and then be a hero, you know. Find this out, quote, unquote. You know, it's like, look at, anyways, continue. No, but like, to give you a rundown, then we'll we'll hear a quick little uh, clip that we have from the, because uh, TMZ caught this full side of a performance, and, and that's why he was doing this, but... Just to give you the rundown, Henry went ahead and actually confessed to having involved in these murders and having run through MS-13 since he was a little boy, like 11, 12 years old. Uh -huh. Okay. And so with that, the teacher approached him, reported to the police, and that like, hey, we're going to protect you. We're investigating these murders in the area that we know are MS-13. And, you know, help us, we'll help you. So Henry saw So just to backtrack a little bit, uh, he, he kind of like... Yeah. Did a cry for help yeah. through teacher, through the teacher, and then the teacher told principal, the principal, and then got word to, to the, the police. police, and they came back to him. Yeah, and then he, a, I'm a, yeah, wait, tit for tat. Yeah, like, hey, we'll protect you. Yeah. We'll okay. give you witness protection. Okay, I see we the got timeline. You. Okay, okay, you see it. Uh -huh. So he helped out for two years, right? He was two years. he was an informant for two years, pretty much. Yeah, it's like like some departed. So that's stuff like Goodfellas right and departed shit. Like, yeah. Damn, man. So this so Henry, and how old is this kid? He is now 17. 17 So he was like 15, old. 16 years old. 15 years old when this happened. My God. That's so a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. All right. So follow this. He helps him out for two years. Escondidas, random burner text messages, phones, um, Facebook. He gives them all his Facebook stuff because they do everything from WhatsApp. They do everything mm -hmm. from Facebook Messenger. All these codes and words and all that. They Helping they him break something. the code and everything. They suspect him. Hey, man, you're suspecting it. He tells the, the, the they arrest some people okay. for this murder. And then they lock his ass up, too. And he goes, okay, I thought we were cool. He goes, nah, we really, we really can't help you. You, were, you aided and abetted these murders. You basically pointed out the people that needed to get killed. You're just as guilty. And he's like, but I helped you. You told me to do these things for you. He physically didn't murder someone. And I know mm -hmm. we're splitting hairs here, right? Because there is something to be well, said. Well, there's no splitting hairs. It's it's like, I you mean, know, is it, okay, he didn't kill him. No, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. How but old is this guy? Is this kid? At this point, he's 17. He's still a child. Like, I remember being 22 and still not being, <laughs> still not being completely able to fend for myself. Like, So at the end of it, the detectives he was helping, the FBI, all them saying, no, we're going to put you in jail. And teach you like a grown man. Put you in jail and we're going to deport you, send you back to El Salvador. Because yeah, you're not and judge a, you judge you like a grown man. A grown man, that's yeah. The, and you're not a citizen. You're not a citizen. So you're gonna appear before a judge the same way as an adult. And you we know you're a criminal. Is that their words? And 
we know that you aided and abetted these murders, not only here, but maybe in El- you said yourself in El Salvador, you did these other things too. Mm-hmm. So all of that, we're not going to be able to help you. And so the U.S. pretty much said, thank you. But Te lavo like, las manos como, lavo el, las como manos. el Poncio Pilato. Poncio Pilato. <laughs> Poncio Pilato. Me lavo las manos in here. But, so then, uh-huh. So, so just to kind of move along, because I know we're going to have a lot to say. He ends up basically locked up with other mareros, and they're like, hey, what are you in for? And eventually they started asking, because there's a way to find out what you were in there for. Mm-hmm. And if they find out, you know how it is, pretty being much. a snitch. A snitch is muerte. Much. You're dead. Yeah. And so he's living out his days in this People die for much less stuff. Okay. For less shit. And so now he's been pleading. He went and reached out to the media. Uh, a journalist got a hold of the story. And is pretty much pushing out there like, hey, the U.S. told this kid. Because they've helped out numerous informants in, you know, crime families. And they left and all the, that. this kid. And this kid. The kid. This child. Because, I mean, when they. Okay, now he's 17. So, I mean, I wouldn't call him a child. But when he started doing this, yeah, the child, 15, right? 15 they, years old. They hung out to dry this child. Yeah. Pretty much. They put him in a position where he was told. Help us. We help you. We're going to start a whole new life. Yeah. He was thinking, okay, cool. Everybody's arrested. I'm going to get witness protection and start a whole new life. Because he had, you know, he went to school. He held mm-hmm. a job. You know the story. Yeah. You know, they never they did anything. They were good in school until all that shit happened. His grades started suffering, you know, because he had to worry about that. He lived with like a relative and he was just trying to make things happen and meet. And Imagine. And then the, the, the most people here, kids worry about us because they don't have a phone and can't fit in. <laughs> That's their biggest pressure. Exactly. You it's know, a, and it's, it's damn, scary, this but kid is going through, it's like, pretty much going to be the point where he's going to go through that deportation and more likely be killed. And so what I heard about the Napoleon Dynamite actor, you know, which against he was oh, a Pedro in the story, right? I and about him. There's a clip that I'm going to play for you guys here so you hear what his thoughts were on this. And it's just through TMZ, team, team through the Remezcla site, but it's because of a ProPublica story that he heard about as well. And so this is going to be a quick clip of Efren Ramirez. Uh, just really... Just fucking calling out the U.S. for what happened. So just uh, hang tight here. If um, Hen- Henry worked with the U.S. government and they, they 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 turned on him, do you agree with him that he was betrayed by yes. the U.S. government? Yes. You, you, so, yes. okay. Ni paro, eh? so, I mean, the fact that he actually risked his life to give information that he knew, I think he sh- and was promised to be protected. I think that should be upheld, right? I mean, it's a tragedy. You think about that, that he was promised that his life was going to be okay. Um, and now the fact that not only is being held up, but possibly deported back to El Salvador, where MS-13, that's where it started from. Okay, if they will he have does. His head. He will be murdered. So then the blood... Uh, uh, Henry's blood will be on the hands of the U.S. government if he is deported and murdered. I think this country will be accountable. And it's a tragedy, and I think they should... I mean, what are we trying to show? What are, aren't we supposed to be the better? I really feel bad in regards to Henry and everything that's going on with him. His tragedy from, from El Salvador to here. You know, and he came to this country in hopes that he could do something positive. And the fact that he was surrounded by MS-13 again and then made the choice to go to the police, go to the FBI or the CIA, and to be able to say, you know what, this is what I know. And he was promised, he was promised a better life. And the fact that now that's being taken away from him. 
We're living in hard times. I know it's been very difficult back then, but we can make a difference. Wow, wow, wow. So, what are your thoughts? Okay, so, you know what? Like, just hearing this, that. This, this is the first time I'm I'm seeing this. Yeah. I don't know about, like, I like I like that that they asked him, and he's like even before the that uh, what do you call it? Leech of society. <laughs> TMZ cameraman. You know, yeah, no, what did paparazzi's? Um, yeah, but I mean that was a good actual question, man. Like, and so then this guy is not even done asking the question, and this guy says, "Yep, yep, yep. yeah." They, yeah he's like, I mean, damn, because at a base level. Damn, that's it's, respect right there, man. I, I'll give that man and, respect because he's and, vocal And you can about see, it. like, I recommend y'all watch that yeah. little snippet. But he can, you can tell that he's, like, actually, genuinely, it's like, what the fuck? He's, and like, I, disappointed. Down, he's, like, just, disappointed in America, disappointed. It's like, damn. I'm going to put the uh, the story on the uh, the Facebook page. If you guys go check out uh, My Primo's podcast on Facebook, well, I'll put the story on there. Right around the time we put the episode, so you can look it over yourself. And also to the ProPublica story, it's like, it's a good read. I mean, it gives you everything from start to finish, so you guys can chime in yourself as well. But, um, yeah, when his rebuttal was just like, damn, it's real. I'd be pissed. I'd be hurt. I'm scared for this kid. Uh, I'm not in his shoes. I don't want to pretend to ever know what that feels like to be a, a, yeah. a young 11-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy. parents went through that so that we... We know, can my parents literally went through that. That's like what a few, less than a generation ago. Our parents went through that so that we didn't have to go. So that's like some something that you have to think about and appreciate. Us being um, second, remember yeah, second, second gen, second not first generation. generation, second generation Salvadoreños in the United States. That's very so important. With Henry's story and what's happening to him, the U.S. is one hundred percent accountable, or. Is it like their U.S. stand or the FBI stand saying, hey, this is a known criminal. He committed crimes. He aided they just, and abetted. They just, they, Trump just pardoned Scooter Libby guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell. He was crooked-ass guy. He pardoned him just to spite Comey because I think Comey's the one that put him in. Scooter Libby. Yep. Yeah. And on top of that, he also pardoned este way that he saw on el bato este, el maje este... <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like, it's like the time I heard it, it's like, what the hell? He just pardoned our pile because the Supreme Court found him guilty of violating a civil rights violation. The sheriff, I yeah. see right there. And he pardoned him. So it's like, don't give me this bullshit that, you know, he was breaking the law. You know? Yeah, he made mistakes when he was a child. Child, right? So, but, you know, like here in the United States, it's like a common thing. If you're brown, they treat you like a man. If you're not, then, you know, if you're affluent, and it's not just white, you know, it's not just white. If you're poor enough, and you're, if you're white and you're poor enough, you're, you're in the same basket that we are. It's sad you know? because he, he trusted, and it's a question. Yeah. He trusted in the U.S., trusted in the FBI agents that helped, uh, he helped capture these, these mareros that were hurting and killing people. And if he had not reached out in that moment of desperation... Mm-hmm. It would have kept going. Who knows how many more crimes would have been committed? How many more people would have been killed? You know, and so the the question really is: Can someone really put themselves in that position for the future? Because then it's like a whole idea no of an will. informant. And I mean, we like just sorry to sorry to interrupt you, but our community already go like here in Austin. 
when Trump talked about the whole sanctuary city and we're gonna penalize, um, no, penalize. Or is it penalize or penalize? I think it's the same. It's just um, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Potato, potato. Um, that if 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 the sheriff didn't fall, you know, fall in line and yeah. you know, work for ICE, pretty much, um, with laws and you know, shit like that, our community, it's like it's like a turtle. The turtle has his yep. head sticking out, and as soon as, like, our community is like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to go on top of that. We're already, like, you know, what do you call it? Like, uh, snitches get stitches. Yeah. You know, so well, we, we don't we don't talk to cops. We don't do any of that stuff. And it's hard enough for cops to kind of, like, you know, bring the community the, out yeah. and to participate and to, you know, pretty much tell on, you know, tell like, other, yeah. help help the authorities keep the city safe, essentially, I right? Mean, it's hard, like you said, it's hard enough already to get the community in general to help law enforcement with any type of mm-hmm. uh, anything, 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 not just anything. Latino community, but you know, any minority community yeah. that's been wronged. You always hear, like, nah, I'm not talking shit, nah, I'm not, not saying nothing. No one says anything because one, there's no guarantee that they're yes. not, not going to come back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're you live in the same community where you know, these, yeah. you know. Bad hombres or whatever you want to call them, like God. just criminals live, yeah. right? Okay. It's just the straight, straight out criminal, right? Criminal. Okay. So then, if you feel comfortable, you will come at, can come forward and be like, "Hey, cop, you know, I saw this, saw that, blah blah blah." And then on top of that, you still want me to go out to put my neck out there for you, you know, so that you can stay safe, so that you can go ahead and catch the bad guy. You know, you it's know? crazy because uh, I was reading something about this a little bit because I was curious about informants, right? FBI's ha- mm-hmm. FBI agents and police they have informants that they pay they pay them money they say hey man be cool here's some cash and they're considered FBI informants like they go in a ledger they go in a book like hey this oh. guy is an unknown informant tax right from off. what I understand <laughs> this kid is an informant but he never got any of the benefits of it he never got any help any cash anything at all to help his family so it was a very altruistic <laughs> if you want to put it on paper it's an altruistic endeavor to go ahead and collaborate with the authorities to go ahead and and do something know, do something we already live in a community where if we're living with let's just say criminals like you said earlier right it's hard enough for us to go and reach out to the police and let them know hey yeah I'll turn myself in or, or do this, this is the guy that did it, you know, what kind of protection can I get? The police or the law enforcement that isn't taking care of those within the community are losing out on a valuable, valuable resource. Like I said earlier, informants were considered important. They needed to keep them safe. They needed to pay them, keep them coming back. No, it's looked upon as a civic duty to, you know, just... Like everything else, just to um, collaborate with the authorities and come forth and provide them with any information that will help them, you know, keep your sa- your city safer. Okay. Simple, simple as okay. that. Just, you know, just keep it simple. Just like you, somebody picks up the trash and does community cleanups. The but fact that-, that you're here and that you come, you know, no, this, I'm talking about from the perspective of somebody that's here with, somebody that's born here with no other, you know. Oh yeah, I saw some. I got a. I saw a hit and run. I saw a guy. He was wearing this license plate. Blah blah blah. Okay. So, but we're not a. We can't afford that, right? So we're already. We stay quiet, right? So then, 
Um, you don't snitch. You don't say anything. You don't tell on anybody. Why? Because you don't want anything to come upon you based on what? On retaliation from those people that you're pretty much yeah. telling on, right? Of course. You're telling on. Why? Because the police is not going to afford you any type of protection. They're all, they're just interested. I mean, not cops. I'm sure there's good cops that are worried about, you know, people individually, but the, you know, PDs or whatever, you know, authorities in general, it's like, hey, I just want to catch this guy. And if this guy gives him information, then I'm going to go catch him. And, you know, suerte, suerte, like, you know, you fending for yourself, you know. So then that's already on top of, you know, that's something you already have to deal with. And then on top of that, you throw in, you know, leyes anti-migrantes, you know. So then you have that thrown on top of this whole situation. It's like I'm getting attacked from one side if I talk. And then I'm getting attacked on one side if I talk too. Like, so it's like, what the hell? Like, What's someone supposed to do? Either if, which, if you talk or don't talk, you get, you're screwed. You know? This so, kid, the kid Henry, you know, going back to him, which is why we're having this talk today. The fact that he put himself out there because of the fear of, hey, listen, I'm... I'm tired. I'm scared. I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. He wasn't getting money out of it. No, he wasn't getting money out of it. It was part of that civic duty, I guess, in a way of like, hey, I need help, you know? And so we have where the FBI and the U.S., do they just wash their hands of it? Or is when the if and it when this kid, hopefully it changes. But the last I heard on the update, he's still locked up trying to pending. Yeah, because at, at, at this moment, having a... a, a an eye on like a you know like a his story being known being brought you know being disseminated you know news and all that stuff that's what is keeping him alive if you think about it because if nobody knows about his story he's He's gonna get he's He's dead dead. they're not gonna put him in any kind of special protection or secluded area whatever i've never been in jail but i've seen in you know i've seen too many movies (laughs) about that so then but i imagine that if your story gets you know told and something happens to this kid, God forbid, Buddha forget, forbid or whatever. That's his saving grace at this point. That they don't want to look bad on someone's, eye, you know, on the government's eyes, the public eye. That a we weren't protecting this kid. So the more his story gets, ex- you know, exposed and known and passed on, the more eyes that are upon this probably for profit jail imagine okay. like all that's, that a whole, that's a whole other that's topic. a whole other topic but you know what I mean? like they don't want that bad pr so the more people know about this the better for him the more protection he's going to be afforded within the system so that he continues to stay alive because if his story gets ignored then he's okay let's say it does he goes to salvador he dies and the story picks up a year from now who's held accountable Nobody. The U.S. should. No, no, no. Let that silence continue for a little bit. Nobody. Cricket, 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 cricket. There's no punchline. There's not a joke. It's that's it. Like nobody's accountable for that. So then that's the sad part about this that you can go ahead and, 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 and deny or, you know, any U.S. intervention in our countries in South America, Central America, um, Right, there's always like corruption, blah blah. blah. There's all these, there's, there's so many variables that need to be taken into account when you have U.S. intervention in our countries, right? But on this one, it's just plain and simple. The U.S. just used them, you know, the U governmental agencies from the U.S. used them 
did what they want, you know, got what they wanted out of him, and okay, here, just, you know, que lo, al, como la boca del, del león, del como león. Uh -huh. so here, so then that's the messed up part that, what, what should have happened here was, okay, cool, you know what, child, let me take care of you, let me, you know, ahora te llamas Maclovio, <laughs> you know, Ulysses, you, you, <gasps> you give him a different yeah. name, you Can give imagine? him a different name, you know, he, yeah, he says, his name is Ulysses. He moved him to Austin. And, and yeah, and he can stay here with me. Um, <laughs> le das otro, otro that silence really not sad it's sad at this point we're i think at no, this point I, we're sad. no but at this point we're past sad it's not like uh i would say it's sad for a guy that grew you know that you're an adult and you're part of this and you decided as an adult to be part being an informant and all that. but this is a child this is a child that grew up in it and this is sickening like that's what i'm trying to get it's not sad like we're beyond sad this is not you know that little sad emoji on facebook blah blah this is not this is the angry one you know with the red face because it's like it's <laughs> it sucks because they just use them they just yeah. plain and simple use them it's not a question about um you know pobrecito you know i mean he had, but at the end of the day he had what was coming because he got you know that's the type of reflection that you place upon an adult that about upon his own volition you know, he went ahead and decided to go down the bad route, whatever that is, and be a, a gang member, a drug dealer. Yeah. But not at, a corporate, not at 12 years old. A, cor a corporate, <laughs> you know, Enron, you know. Uh, but that's what I'm going at. That At this point, is this, we, have to, at this, we have to get past the whole sad part. Because when you say it's sad, it's you give just up. sad. You kind of got to stop. Sad. And, you, and you know, it's like, you know, it's sad. But it's like you can turn around and say, "Oh, look, cat videos." No, it's like this is this is just sickening. This is like it's, it's fucked suck. up. It's fucked up. It's just plain out fucked up. So then, when you acknowledge that, and it's like you know, to a certain extent, you know, well guided anger is a gift. To a certain extent, like rage against the machine. It's a motivator. Like getting rage against the machine is anger is a gift. You know. So why? Because it kind of like. Like you said, it's a motivator to to, 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 to to be outraged and make try and make changes. That's a lot of stuff that's happening with Trump and all this stupid crap that he says. That, you know, you wouldn't even probably let Jimmy listen to. Yeah. You know, that it's like, hey, earmuffs, don't listen to the president talk, right? Um, we have to get beyond that whole sad and, to a certain extent, apathetic sadness. sadness. But, you know? I think we talked about last last episode where... You told me there's room for everything to get worked on. And I do believe that. Mm -hmm. But it's scary because so much is thrown out at people on this ever-evolving news cycles and fake news and this and that. And every, you know, oh, another yeah, who kid. Who knows what's another, happening right now? Another like, kid in Central America became a marero. And for them, it's just like a, a, a gangbanger factory, you know. But the truth yes. is, the truth is, like Damn, you said. that's a good way to put it. The truth is, though, and... I know we're getting close to the end, but I tell the story because I read it and I couldn't stop reading it. And we're only a generation away from that, like ourselves. We, you know, don't like 
our parents, like we were saying earlier, our parents did that so we didn't have to go through that. Yeah. You know, so it's a very, uh, I can't never put myself in his shoes, but it's no. like, damn, like that's, that's our story right there. You know, that could have been me. That yeah. could have been you, you know, and it's sad that someone that did trusted in the U.S. government and that kind of for whatever it reason, for whatever reason, fear, self-preservation, whatever you want to call it. Um, but a child, too, most but a likely child. fear, most likely fear, fear, no fear. Uh-huh. But I guess the the big question at the end and the, the debate will go on both sides, right? It's like there are people that are very hardcore leaning, saying, "Hey, he was a gangbanger. He helped kill these girls. He deserves what he deserves." But then that's where I, that's why I'm very. If you pay attention throughout the, this whole segment, I've been saying child, child. Reminding you that he was a child yeah, when he I'm got started. Because that's the sad part that here, you know, any brown person immediately gets, you know, looked upon as, like, you know, he had it coming. As though he probably was involved in drugs. He was probably involved on in something, you know? And I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, children themselves are going to be coerced. And that's what's happening not only in, in Central America and it's happening in Africa, and it's happening in other countries as well. And so we definitely want, and it's happening here with gangbangers and just even scarier ISIS recruiting. I mean, it, we're going to go into a whole, like, rabbit hole of how this is happening all over the world, okay? And so we want to just make sure that this does not get ignored. Yeah. Okay, this so story does not get ignored. That's why, that's why I wanted to, like, push that point that let's not forget that he was, is... A child, <laughs> it's uh, he, he he's a child at this point, and we we can't we can't we don't forget that the it's not a detail it's a major you know just reality, so it's like don't forget about that because we tend to just oh like he said earlier and probably we're kind of repeating ourselves but we want to push like emphasis you re- like poetry repeat everything like yeah to so it's just we're trying to emphasize that he is a child. And they used him for what you know for their goals, and then now they're just throwing him away. And he's you know, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, it's when you read the story. He had, and I'm gonna kind of just round this down mm-hmm. to close out the the show tonight. But you know, when you read the story about Henry, read it. You know, it tells you about how he came up. It tells you what he wanted to do. He plans to join the military. Like he wanted to to put into this better country himself. and better yeah. himself. And the fact that the country betrayed and slapped him. The land him. of opportunity, you know? Like, and he looked at it as, oh, wow, I can go into the military. I can do this. And you know what? Please don't take this as a factor of us trying to just... Uh, we, I know. Let me, let me take it back. We are humanizing this story. Because when someone tells you teenage gang member, MS-13 member, ABC, XYZ, you sweep it under the rug. Yeah. So we are humanizing yeah, the story. Yeah, you dehuman that those type of stuff dehumanizes. So it dehumanizes it. So you lose the the heart. You lose the reality of it. And and Henry's story, like look it up. Um, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm gonna put it on our Facebook page so you guys can look it up. And this started back in 2016, just two years ago, when that happened. When he got caught up again and he started helping the FBI. It's been two years and uh, just after he tried to get a fresh start. Fresh start, and it's a it's crazy, strong, vivid story. And uh, look it up. It's uh, by ProPublica, and I'm gonna put it on the on their Facebook website, uh, which again is a My Primos podcast.
I really want you guys to take away from this conversation. You know, there are changes happening in the world. We have possibilities of, of peace, possibility of new commerce and opening up uh, ability for, for technology to grow and people to have things they haven't had in the past. This kid never had a shot. He had currency. He had something. He had something Value. the government wanted and something the government was willing to. And they just hung him out to dry a child. That's the. But anyways, let's end it here. <laughs> we just keep going. We're getting we a little bit too passionate The truth about is it. just look up Henry's story. Uh, gets a pro publica. Definitely uh, want to just make sure that you guys are talking about things like this uh, amongst yourselves. You know, because yeah. honestly, the more you disseminate stuff like this, the more in his particular case, his story gets known and exposed and put out there and the more eyeballs that are on it. And just like, you know, the current times, like if you get more clicks, more eyeballs, people will pay attention to you and you and, you know, you end up with uh, movements that change, you know. But it's a conversation yeah. that needs to happen. You know, don't ignore that this isn't happening every day. To different kids yeah. from all over the world, you know, even here in the U.S., you know, how many kids are, are forced to go into gangs, into crime with no escape because they can't go for to help. To survive. Because they can't go for help because they're worried about yeah, retaliation. It's, it's the same thing. But Para el pan de cada día, prácticamente. So. Walter, we're going to end it here. But I want you guys to just uh, follow Ulises. us. Uh, Ulises. <laughs> Ulises, he Ulises, dice. Uh, but this has been, uh, you know, hour flies by. You know, and we're going to keep having conversations. We'll bring things to light that maybe you weren't aware of. And hopefully you guys can engage, share, really talk amongst each other. And really just like family, like we always talk about. If you can't be real with family, you can't be real with anybody else. Yeah. And so we're primos, you're primos. And we just want you guys to enjoy the show, share it. We do have now an email where you can uh, send us some questions, comments. And let me know what you guys think. I'd love to hear just your thoughts in general about the show, our topics, or you can provide some topics. And uh, just it is a my primos podcast at gmail.com. And also we have our Facebook page. Just look up my primos podcast on Facebook and just like and share and follow along. Subscribe on iTunes, by the way. We're on Google Play now for the podcast. If we can get a few more episodes, we can end up on Spotify. So for those of you that don't want to use apps, you can just stream it. Uh, but for now, through iTunes, Google Play, and just visit the, uh, the Facebook site. That will give you links to the RSS feeds if you use Android. I'm, I'm giving you all the info, guys. So go out there. Pick up this, uh, this show. We hope you're enjoying it. We love doing it so far. We plan to keep moving forward with you. And, uh, Walter, do you have any, or oh, Ulysses, do you have any parting words? Oh, I just want to point out that this whole time that we've been, uh, I'm going to get my NPR voice. <laughs> I mean, it's like this <laughs> in the back. So, what is well, it? I'd just like to point out that this whole time that we've been recording, we've been watching The Dictator. It's true. It's crazy. It's crazy how yeah. we just touched yes, about dictator. Sorry. We had a dictator at the beginning, a dictator throughout. Yeah, so appropriate times. Appropriate times. That ambient visual effect in the background to kind of like sup, you know, kind of like set the mood in a very comical way about the world <laughs> we're living in and where we're headed and how how did um Shakespeare say like uh parting is such sweet sorrow? No, nah, not that one. Thou thrust um, protest too much? Nope. And don't go don't go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. The one where it says like there are don't more go. there's more ah, should have paid attention in English in AP lit. 
How you have AP lit and don't remember it? All that glitters is not gold. That's Shakespeare. Nope. Hell is empty and all no, the devils are no, here. No. That's a good one. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. Um, no, to no. thine own self be true. And it must follow as the, as the night, the day thou cast, not then be false to any man. Damn, I can't like, you know that what? That is my Shakespeare from my AP Next English episode, we'll, we'll put in the background, uh, I want to see John Leguizamo. What? Oh, the... the um, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, the... He was the best character in that movie. John Leguizamo and that. We'll, we'll talk Tybalt. about that. We'll talk he played about like, we'll, 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 Yeah. But you're talking about John Leguizamo's best role ever. No, nah, not the best role ever. Best role ever because he's he's got a couple like. It's the pest. Yeah, but he's this is one of his good ones. I think he's someone that blew him up like Hollywood. On, but anyways, um, Shakespeare said there are more uh, weirder things in heaven and earth that your imagination can come up with something along those lines. Okay, so uh, I, if it? I remember that, okay, I looked it up for you since we're looking at that. I don't know all the Shakespeare quotes, but I found it. So then that's what it was like, that quote that says something about, like, there's more weirder shit in real life than there is in your imagination. There are, so here it is. So no, but that's what I'm trying to allude that, that we're looking at the dictator in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's like Trump, uh, Kim, Kim and every other megalomaniac, yeah, megalomaniac out there is crazier than what you can come up with but it's like it's you, stranger than fiction is what yeah, it is found it? here's here's a quote the quote says there are more things in heaven and earth horatio than are dreamt of in your philosophy neta and that's true i said it's stranger than fiction you can't write this shit mm-hmm. you know and it's scary but guys hope you enjoyed the show Cuídense, primos, primas, and we'll see you next time.